bright winter day it's short and sweet parenting tips hey there and welcome back to the short and sweet parenting tips series on sleep solutions part two for children and toddlers we welcome back sleep consultant christine stevens founder of sleep solutions by christine part one was packed with invaluable insights about sleep hygiene naps night lights and red flags just to name a few This episode is chock full of good info too, so let's dive right in. Right. What would you say is the number one sleep problem for toddlers and school-age kids, and and what would you suggest for the solution? Yeah, the the number one issue I see with with toddlers and young children is parents really not setting boundaries around sleep. Oh, wow. And Hmm. we set boundaries as parents all the time. Yeah. My favorite example to use with parents is... Uh, your child says, I want to go play out in the middle of, I want to go play in the middle of the street. No, that's not safe. I'm not going to let you do that. What does child do? Stomps her feet, throws a fit. I want to play in the street. And we go, no, mm-hmm. congratulations. You just set a boundary. Right, right. We do that as parents all the time. I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to let you throw food on the floor from your high chair. Nope, we don't do that. Yeah. And, oh, okay, well, you cried. I'll let you throw your food across. The well, okay. Mm-hmm. You've just moved the line. So with mm-hmm. with boundaries around sleep, parents really have to figure out what their boundary is going to be. Okay. And if it is you you don't mind your two-year-old coming to crawl into bed with you in the middle of the night and sleep, hey, rock on, have fun. If that's, <laughs> if that's working for you and you as a family have decided that that's okay to do, great. Mm-hmm. But if you don't really like your two-year-old coming in three or four times a night, you know, or your four-year-old that still requires you to lay down with them yeah, to get them to sleep, and now it's taking two hours for them to get to sleep. And then, and then it affects your sleep, too. And it's affecting your sleep, and you don't have any time to yourself. You don't have any time to spend with your spouse because you were spending two hours getting your kiddo to sleep. Mm-hmm. But holding those boundaries back, mm-hmm. because what kids will do, especially with, like, pacifiers, and I just, this is a fun example I like to use, is that the, you know, kiddo throws the pacifier out of the crib. Mama, mm-hmm. mama, okay, comes in, here's pacifier back. Okay, are you really teaching your kid anything? You're just teaching them, if I just keep throwing this, mommy, I don't have to go to bed, and mommy keeps coming in every single time, and it turns into a game. Boy, yeah. So set your boundary. Tell your child, no, you throw your pacifier again, it's laying on the floor. Mm-hmm. And they get upset, and you go, yeah, I know, but you're not going to throw your pacifier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go, yeah, we don't do that. That's not appropriate behavior. So the kid cries. So let's just kind of tease this out a little more. Kid throws the pacifier on the floor. You've told them, you know, that was the last time. They throw the pacifier on the floor again. You're not going to pick it up. They start crying, throwing a tantrum. Do you just kind of give them the love and logic answer and walk away? Do you comfort them? Do you try to rationalize with them? What, what do you do when your kid pitches a fit when you kind of set some boundaries? Well, like any other temper tantrum that a a young child will throw, you know, this is a time at this age where they're learning how to handle big emotions. Mm. That's why you get things like temper tantrums. That's why you see kids just absolutely fall apart over seemingly little things. Mm -hmm. It's, but it's also not giving into when you set a boundary, such as I'm not going to hand your, your pacifier back a hundred times. You're also telling your child that this is what we're supposed to be doing. The other side of that is if you keep giving it back a hundred times, your child learns that if I keep screaming at you, I'm going to get what I want every single time. You want to play out the street. Well, if I throw my hands up and scream and cry and throw a fit, and yes, toddlers can throw some serious fits. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you just 
okay, I'll let you go play in the street. <laughs> right. You know, what are you saying as a parent? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just because you, you got upset, it is okay to say no to your children. Yeah. They are not going to hate you forever. You have set a boundary. That's okay. And, and that security of a boundary is actually very good for kids. I, I did a previous podcast on tantrums, so. Absolutely. They want to know... They want to know what's appropriate behavior. They want to know what is expected. What is, how am I supposed to act? What am I supposed to do? And I, I don't know about you, but I really don't want my two or three-year-old telling me what to do all the time. Yeah. And I understand listening to your children and being mindful of, of their needs and what their wants are. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you are the parent. You have to be the one to say uh, yes or no. And if you say no, then stick to it because otherwise our kids figure out really fast. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Gotcha. Yeah. And you'll see the look on, you'll see the look on some kids' faces. Yeah. They get a spark in their eye. They do. (laughs) They do. And when I work with parents, especially toddler parents, and we're talking about boundaries and what those things are going to be and how we're going to get their child sleeping at night, they do find that some of that also translates to the way that they parent, especially during the day of, mm. yeah, I think I've really been just letting my kid kind of run the show. Yeah. And when a two-year-old doesn't know how to handle the world, you know, why am I letting them tell me what to do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's the easy road, but, you know, for the long game, it's not good for your family. Yeah. Sometimes you got to pick your battles. You're like, yeah. okay, am I going to fight you on the fact that you want to wear tennis shoes with your really, really nice dress? <laughs> okay, we're we're going to church today in your tennis shoes. But I, you know, okay, that's a pick your battle. Do you really want yeah. to battle your toddler over tennis shoes and a nice dress? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, this kind of gets off outside of sleep, but I just want to point out that you can't control every single thing about your kid, or there's going to be a power struggle. I mean, you need to allow them to have some say in, like you said, little things like an outfit that they wear as long as it's appropriate weather-wise, so. Right. So do you have any specific information or experience with adolescents, even just how much sleep they should be getting? I know that sleep just goes crazy when kids hit puberty. <laughs> oh, yes. So with, with adolescents, you know, kids are kids getting into the preteen years. Their, their sleep needs are starting to change, and... I won't get into too much of the of the technical science of it, but yes, it is true that teenagers' natural circadian rhythms actually start to get a little bit later. And so that's why right. you find a lot of teenagers, they just don't want to go to sleep until 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. They're just not tired. I have one. It, yeah. <laughs> but if your teenager's sleeping until 2 o'clock in the, in the afternoon, probably a little bit of a problem. But, uh, you know, most kids getting into their, going up to their preteen years are going to be somewhere in that, you know, like 8 to 10 hour range a night. Okay. Um. But then as they get into the teenage years, then their sleep needs are going to go kind of backwards a little bit. And then that's when they'll start, you know, increasing their sleep needs a little bit more. So it kind of goes, it's like, it's really high as a young child and a baby. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of drops down a little bit as a, as a, as a child, as an older child. Okay. Then you get into the preteen years and that's where it starts going back up again. Okay. And then it drops down, of course, as we all hit adulthood. I know that. We've seen a sleep doctor for my oldest daughter, and they stress the importance of, in relation to sleep hygiene, 
going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time and not you wake up at six o'clock on school days and then on weekends you sleep till 12 or one. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely right. We know, and especially we get into the school age years, you know, young adults set your child up when they're younger with independent good sleep habits, recognizing when they're tired, making sure that they are giving themselves plenty of time to get to sleep. Mm-hmm. It will pay dividends when your child is older as they get into, um, you know, the young teenage years and into adulthood. So you're really setting them up for great sleep for life. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's a that's a good big picture there. Are there any myths that you want to debunk about toddlers, school-age kids in regards to their sleeping? Oh my gosh, yes. I would say the the biggest myth that I get is that, well, my child will eventually just tell me that they want to change, that they want to do things different. Oh, hmm. Kids don't like change any more than adults do. They really don't. And if you're expecting your toddler to magically go, hey, mom, I, I don't want to sleep in your bed anymore. I want to go sleep in my own. Uh, you mm. may be waiting a very, very long time. Huh. Because that's where they've gotten used to sleeping. Yeah. But if you really don't like your child sleeping in bed with you, for instance, then say no and say no, we're not going to, we don't do that. Yeah. That's the biggest one I see. It goes back to who's the parent. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm like, hope no one gets the idea that you have to be absolutely cold and you're, you're, you're never going to bend and your child has to do everything exactly. No, that's not what I'm saying. Not at all. It has to be one of those things of, you know, you can have fun. You can have some flexibility. That's fine. Yeah. But it's all about habits. And when uh, getting up to um, give you a tissue to blow your nose four or five times a night, that's a habit. That's not really a, I need to blow my nose again. I love these kids, though. Really? I mean, we being do. a mom is, is just the greatest calling on my life. I, I just... I never I thought it. I would love being a mother this much. I really did Me either. I really... I was like, wow, this is so cool. I am growing this little human mm-hmm. and I am molding and shaping her into being a good citizen, to being a, a kind person who loves others, um, grow up to be an independent, strong girl. It's just the coolest thing ever. And when they do stuff, you're just like, oh my gosh, look. When they say thank you, it's like, wow, something's stuck. When they say thank you or, you know, those little things like um, when they when they show that little bit of independence. Yeah. Mommy, I got my snack for school today. Right. <gasps> Without even asking. Oh, my right. goodness. Milestone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's hard. I mean, it's the most rewarding thing, but it is definitely the hardest thing. That's for sure. Absolutely. It is the, it is the, the hardest job you'll ever love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Christine, thank you so much. We were talking about toddlers and kids today and their sleep habits, and you have given us so much great information. We really value uh, all your expertise. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And again, if anyone has any questions, go to my website, www.sleepsolutionsbychristine.com. So go check that out. I think you'll find that really, really helpful. Oh, how valuable. Yeah, and I will link to your website from the Facebook page also. So this is us signing off for this week of short and sweet parenting tips. Fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.